Welcome to It Starts With A Click. I'm Olivia Bossett, fashion photographer and educator, and this is a podcast for fashion photographers looking to build their business on their own terms. Hello, how are you? I hope you're having a lovely week. I have a fantastic interview for you today with the amazing Laura Karin, who is a art director based in the UK. She and I have never met, but we connected on LinkedIn um, probably towards the end of 2020, early 2021. And we've chatted loads and I asked her if she would be interested in coming on the podcast to share what it's like being an art director and loads more and um, she said yes. So here she is. This is such a good interview. We had such a great chat and I'm sure you're gonna learn loads and loads because I personally learned loads from her myself. So I will let you listen to that right now. Hi, Laura. Hi, Olivia, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm great, thank you. So for everyone who doesn't know who you are, please could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and what your journey so far has been to where you are now? Yeah, of course. Um, So I'm Laura Karin and I currently work as an art art director in the fashion and beauty industry. Um, So I actually have been like on quite a long journey to get to that point. Um, (laughs) I actually started off working in marketing Mm-hmm. Um, which actually really did help because I think it gives you a bit of an awareness into like brand and how everything ties together. So yeah. I started off doing like bits of copy, social media um, for a fashion brand um, and then actually kind of got into styling from that, um, mm. which I found was really interesting because I didn't know what, you know, what a stylist really did either in terms <laughs> of commercial setting. Um, so I think everyone knows about celebrity styling Um and they're quite aware of it from that side but in terms of commercial I don't think a lot of people realize that you know they're an integral part of the team to get the vision so um from marketing I kind of tried out loads of different areas of it I was in a permanent job um and then for like various personal reasons I actually ended up having to go freelance Mm -hmm. um so I carried on freelancing for them um but I found that one of the areas I absolutely loved was styling Mm -hmm. um so that was something I started freelancing in and branching out into so I originally started doing some really commercial work like for Aldi and for Next um but in my spare time I did loads and loads and loads of editorials um, Mm and lots of creative tests um really trying to kind of like test my abilities but um yeah it was it was quite interesting because I just found naturally that I just love contributing to the overall vision so even when I was Mm -hmm. styling I was like right I want to do mood boards I want to source hair and makeup artists and photographers I want to work on the overall concept and vision Mm -hmm. um so it kind of started to come together naturally in that way um and then once I realized it was an actual job to do art direction (laughs) I was like this is what I want to do I was like it's not it's like I love styling and I still do styling now um but I just I couldn't stop myself from focusing on the overall vision and Mm -hmm. things like how the copy and the graphic treatment ties into a campaign um and you know just the whole vision coming together so yeah so like because I think that a lot of people aren't that clear on what an art director actually does or what what their job role is so if you could explain that a little bit more yeah clearly so that people can understand what it is because I think that would be really helpful (laughs) yeah I think 
it, it's really difficult because like as I said I didn't know at all what an art director did mm. and it does vary from different industries as well um so basically an art director is kind of responsible for the overall vision of tying all the elements together mm-hmm. so imagine if you're launching a fashion campaign an art director will you know work right from the beginning from a mood board like they might work on the concept with a photographer they might not mm-hmm. um it depends on like the internal setup there um but you'll you'll be responsible for like the initial concept sometimes for you know pulling together your team although for large projects production will normally assist on that mm-hmm. um so you're working from the initial concept all the way through so you'll be there on the day you'll be responsible for briefing people in checking hair and makeup um checking the styling checking the looks um just making sure everything's looking how you imagined or how the clients imagined um and in a client setting as well you are kind of like unless you work internally as an art director you're kind of the mediator Mm -hmm. between the the client and the creative team um so in terms of art direction on set um you will always kind of be like watching set you'll be getting up inspo images you'll be making sure the mood and the feel is really consistent mm-hmm. um so for example if someone's you know if the hair and makeup doesn't quite fit the vision or you, you're watching like capture one on the screen and you're thinking yeah. oh this isn't quite flowing like I don't think the posing is right for the tone of the campaign um you're just kind of responsible for keeping an eye on that um and just making sure everything flows together and then in terms of post shoot um, you'll be working with copywriters or you know your social media marketers mm-hmm. to actually launch the campaign and treat the campaign so if you've got video you'll probably work with the editors on the grade um, and the final cut I mean that's not necessarily all of the time like mm-hmm. it really does vary with art directors like your involvement in the project sometimes you might just do concept and on the day and sometimes you do the whole 360 um, but yeah it's an interesting one because I think um people people don't really know and some teams do work without an art director as well mm-hmm. it can depend on like the you know the scale of the project as well yeah it's amazing because it sounds like it's very really full-on like to me it sounds like such yeah. a big job because <laughs> I is. do I do I basically do my own art direction for a lot of my personal work um and it, it is such a big job and it's so important that someone has got that vision and is keeping an eye on everything and yeah. making sure that everything is being kept together because it's um, one thing I always tell everyone when they ask me, like, how do I put editorials together? I'm like, you need to make sure that everyone understands what you want the final vision to be and what you want it to look like because everyone yeah. has, like, you know, if you say to someone, oh, I want it to be feminine and romantic. Everyone's got a different idea of what feminine rom- and romantic means to them. So yeah, 100%. an art director is just so, so, so important for making sure that everyone's on the same page. It's so difficult, I think, as well, when you're shooting. So I think, you know, some photographers, like you said, do the art direction. But when you're shooting, it's very, very difficult to focus on your job yeah. and then also keep an eye on the things going on around you because yeah. photography is such a demanding job in itself yeah. so it's like when you're trying to you know focus on the art direction and get up you know mood boards and sign off hair and makeup if you've got multiple models it's very difficult yeah um and I actually do have um a photographer and art director friend I work with very closely 
and she works as head of direction uh, head of art direction sorry for a fashion brand Mm -hmm. and when she is booked for photography on shoots she actually books me on for art direction Mm -hmm. because she finds that even though she's an art director um like officially she really struggles to focus on both a hundred percent it's it's hard to to be in charge of everything which is why also when people say to me like oh can I not just do the styling myself as well or can I not just do some yeah. of the makeup myself I'm like no because you've got enough to think yeah. about <laughs> it's separate jobs and when you start getting on those bigger projects as well you find you'll have a photographer you'll have an art director you might yeah. even have a second AD you've got mm. production you've got styling you've got styling assistants and that's like that's the important bit when you're making that jump between doing those test shoots yourself or doing the smaller budget client shoots you start to realize very quickly that to execute those you know those really ambitious visions for like high budget clients you need that full team yeah Um, and I think a lot of people do make the mistake of trying to cut back on it and I mean I've seen people do it with styling too like people try and you know think right we'll style themselves I've had clients do that a million times and then you know someone internally has been like no we need the full team to achieve this vision you want to create like it doesn't it doesn't just come out of nowhere you need the eyes you need like the extra hands on set yeah um so yeah hopefully that's given people no, a it, it, it's a very complicated job so <laughs> you can go on about it for ages but no you've described it described it. it perfectly <laughs> um how did you go from you know starting out knowing that you wanted to do art direction like doing those tests to then getting jobs with the big brands and working with the big clients I was actually very lucky because it did happen very organically for me Mm. Um, because I'd already had like some pretty big styling clients um, and then I was kind of you know working on art direction in my own time like pulling together tests that I'd art directed yeah Um, people had seen my work that I'd done from that yeah and you know that that made them want to book me but also I I was really lucky to work with another art director she works as a creative director now Um, and we do work together as creative team Um, she got me on board like pretty much every single project every single contract Mm -hmm. she was on because we found that well she said to me that she'd never found anyone who you know could share a creative vision with her and as an Mm -hmm. art director that is something that's very difficult because I know there's that element of having to communicate with the whole team but if you're sharing you know the top of the top of the art direction with someone and you yeah. have to art direct on set with someone else it's very very difficult mm-hmm. um so once we started chatting and she saw my work she was like right that's it you're coming on these shoots for me working on these contracts um <laughs> so we did recently do some like really high profile rebranding projects and she brought me in to consult across the styling and mm-hmm. to art direct on set with her um so when she was art directing the tv campaigns I'd be on stills um making mm-hmm. sure that you know kind of ran with her vision as well um so that I was very lucky to get into it that way that she saw something in me mm-hmm. and just thought yes I want you on these projects with me and from then I've just kind of you know got got my own clients I mm-hmm. work in brand consulting as well which goes very hand in hand with it um but yeah I think like the, the most important thing is making those connections yeah. and doing the test shoots as well because I like even right from the beginning um how I got my fashion marketing job straight out of uni um was because I was doing I did some bridal tests and some editorial tests mm. just it was something I was so interested in I just thought right I'm going to put a creative shoot together um and that's actually what got me my first jobs it wasn't mm-hmm. you know anything else it was just getting creative um yeah. with amazing people and trying to get that work out there yeah um, and that that's just 
continue through to art direction I think it's so important um to keep those networks going and that's exactly how I I fell into it really speaking of networks I found you on LinkedIn (laughs) (laughs) and we I spent a lot of time on LinkedIn yeah and I wanted to mention it because I don't think that it's a platform that is utilized well enough by so many people in the creative industry myself included for a very long time it's only really been the last six months that I've been like hang on LinkedIn is the golden place where everyone's hanging out who's really important and it's incredible so how do you use the platform um well I absolutely love LinkedIn I think you know as well (laughs) I'm on it all the time um and I've met you know some of my closest work colleagues on LinkedIn like the art director and photographer I mentioned I Mm -hmm. actually approached her on LinkedIn and we've done so many projects together since you just you get chatting with like-minded people yeah it means you've got access to people who you probably normally wouldn't yeah um you know like fashion directors and all sorts of people in the industry um you never know if you drop someone a message and if you reach out to them they you know they monitor their inboxes they you know they might do that more so than their emails nowadays Mm -hmm. Um, I found that with Instagram as well like both Instagram and LinkedIn are great tools for connecting with people um and it yeah it's just so important um even if you're just you know reaching out to other photographers but also it's a big one for opportunities like if you follow creative recruiters if you follow other creatives everyone's sharing jobs everyone's sharing you know we need a photographer for this three-day shoot we're looking for someone for this and yeah not only can you put yourself forward but you can recommend people you know yeah um which is just great so I do it all the time with like my styling assistants or any fashion grads who I've done like one-to-ones with and mm-hmm. are trying to get into the industry if I see a post crop up so like a creative recruiter I'm connected with it's like right I need some fashion stylists you know for mm-hmm. 150 a day or something working on this project in London I'll tag my styling assistants in it um, and a lot of them have got jobs from it and it's just it's something that's just so helpful yeah and I think people do go off recommendation as well it's the same as totally. when we didn't have LinkedIn and we didn't have social media it would be a oh I know someone who's great at this um so it's so important for people to get on LinkedIn even if you you know you've not got a strong CV behind you if you haven't got the portfolio yet look um, go on LinkedIn look at how other people are doing it um, and yeah you know, look, look up your favourite stylist, look up your favourite art director or photographer and think, you know, what what is their selling point? What is making them so successful on this platform? Yeah. And work to building that yourself? Yeah, it's, an, it's exactly the same way that I use it in that I'm not necessarily posting even that frequently. It's more that I just mm. log in at least a couple times a week just to like see what's going on. It's great for industry news. Like there's so much you can learn. So good just by logging in and being like oh I didn't know that that person had released that or this has happened in that brand because brands primarily update their pages with industry news less like of the of the consumer stuff so yeah for people who are like us who work in the business to business space it's it's gold it's just absolute gold and I'm always recommending people as well like you like I think you were looking for a still life tour for a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, well, I've got a friend yeah. who can do that. And like, there's all kinds yeah. of people you can recommend. And then you get Rebecca recommended for stuff as well. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, just if anyone's not using LinkedIn, get on LinkedIn. 
I know I mean because we've only spoken like a couple of times in passing but it's just you find that you do just connect with people very quickly yeah um and if you because I I remember seeing your work popping up and I just thought oh my god I love it I love her (laughs) style um and then people just stick in your head don't they so it's like even if you know there's an opportunity that's come up that you know a photographer's not right for a stylist isn't right for you still think about them if you love their work and something comes up that you're just like wow that's going to be a great fit for them mm-hmm. they're you know front of your mind and you're going to drop them exactly recommendations so exactly it's so important so and important. staying staying front of mind I'd say is probably the most important thing we can all do because when someone has a job come in that they need to either hire an art director or a photographer for they're going to go with the person that's most top of mind most of the time yeah yeah, and also someone who they they know is reliable, they've chatted mm. to before, because like as an art director, I find it very, very difficult to pull together creative teams that are hardworking and reliable. And I know there's so many creatives out there who work so hard, but honestly, I've found some of the teams you end up working with, like there's people not watching set, there's people mm. who don't understand the importance of time and production. And, you know, as an art director, I'm big, you know budget clients and even small budget clients like you can't afford to mess up that day so it it really makes a difference to you know have people to recommend who their style is consistent you know they're lovely you know they're receptive to everything yeah um so yeah it's and that if you find someone you click with that yeah that's it isn't it and that further emphasizes the need for like testing because yes a lot of the times I you know I'll work with I'll do a test with a new stylist or something and then they now know how I work and they get along with me so they'll go and recommend me to clients whereas if you don't test with anyone and you don't get a chance to sort of show people how you are or what your personality is like or what you are like on set they're not necessarily going to feel as confident recommending you for jobs yes 100 percent, and I think like I've got work out of people I've tested with and I've Mm. given work to people I've tested with um because it is just an opportunity to see you know how you get on and like you said like getting on with someone creatively and understanding each other's process is really important and it's like I've worked you know you can work with people who are amazingly talented at what they do but if you don't connect and if you can't see eye to eye on the vision it's you know it's not going to work like so it is very very important yeah oh that's that's so helpful thank you so much for sharing all that um you've worked with some amazing brands and I wanted to ask you what has been your favorite job you've worked on so far I I think you'll find this quite interesting actually because (laughs) I have worked with some global brands but my favourite ones are actually the small businesses I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people do find this strange because when you set out, I think everyone's like, right, I want to work with this big fast fashion brand. I want to work <laughs> with this luxury fashion brand. And you get quite wrapped up in it. Yeah. Um, but you do find that it it's almost like more difficult. It's so much more difficult, to be honest, because you're, you know, as an art director, you're battling with internal, you're, especially yeah. if you go in freelance. Um, and they're amazing projects, but you you don't necessarily get that creative freedom. No. Um, whereas you will do with your, you know, your startups, the people who are just breaking into the industry, they trust mm-hmm. you. They really want to, you know, they want to run with your creative vision. So actually some of my favorites are the little ones I've worked with. Um, I had um, a smaller brand 
approached me last year for consulting called The Big Silk and they do silk pillowcases and accessories and stuff mm-hmm. and normally I'm straight fashion I work with you know <laughs> fast fashion brands I work with like more premium um but I took them on and you, you know they've been one of my favorite clients to work from because it's just starting from the bottom we've been doing their shoots they're actually rebranding like six months in which is amazing it's it's crazy to be able to do that but when you've got the creative team um and the original ideas the concepting and you work like in synergy you can do that um Mm -hmm. so I mean I've loved working with global brands and there's quite a lot who you know the projects have been amazing the campaigns have been amazing um but you know every single client brings something new Mm -hmm. um and like a new challenge or something that just feels like really satisfying and to be honest the best brands I've worked for are the ones where the team's the best yeah. and that does make a huge difference it's not necessarily the brand name or the aesthetic if you've got an amazing team that works so hard and everyone's getting the creative vision they're the best jobs it's the yeah. atmosphere on set um and it's the satisfaction you feel after that shoot it's not necessarily like right I shot for you know this brand I've shot for that brand and I think that is very important for people who are starting out in the industry to remember yeah um is to stay humble with it and not to think you know not to get caught up in the big names um and just to do what you enjoy Mm -hmm. as well I'm the same yeah Um, it's good to hear that as well yeah yeah I mean I love I love all my clients and like every every different size is great but um I'm I'm like you like I want to be able to express myself creatively and I often find that the smaller brands do let you do that a lot more so you get to give more input and have a little bit more fun and test things out a bit more because they're more excited to to let you experiment and see what's going to come out of it so it's always fun working with smaller brands yeah definitely I think you don't have that um the internal sign off as well I think it has been very difficult for a lot of our big high street brands and I do think that's where some of them are falling flat because they're not as receptive to the creative ideas because everything has to be signed off and signed off and signed off so if if something's gone wrong internally at the top and you're trying to think right how can we solve this how can we make it current and fresh again how Mm. do we you know get this through our art direction and our brand it's very difficult to change anything so even if an art director comes to you and they're just like, right, we've got this amazing concept that I think will really push your brand to the next level. It will get, you know, Gen Z interested in you again. It will get millennials <laughs> being loyal. It is very, very hard for them to actually let you execute your final vision because of all yeah. the sign offs. So someone's got to sign off on models. Someone's got to sign yeah. off on location. And then you find that the the final output is kind of almost a bit diluted. Yeah. So it's, you it know, can be it's, really it's frustrating. It's a tricky one. Yeah, it's a very tricky one, but it's still rewarding. You know, yeah. like every every client is rewarding. And to be honest, pretty much every client I've ever had has been amazing to work for. Oh, that's um, so good. You just face, yeah, you just face different challenges with each one. But mm-hmm. no, my clients are incredible. I've been very, very lucky. <laughs> what would you say that a photographer should know before they start working with an art director? Um, this is really important, actually, as well. Um. I think you've got to be you've got to be receptive because a lot of young photographers starting out mm-hmm. and a lot of photographers who haven't worked with an art director before can almost be a bit like oh no who is this like yeah. coming into my space and you know interfering with my mood boards and my, <laughs> my ideas but that that's not how it's supposed to be it's supposed to be you working 
you know together and that's why it is important if you're a photographer working with an art director mm. so for example if you got booked for a photography job and you wanted to bring an art director on yeah you'd want to make sure it's someone you know you trust and who you think they can bring something to this team more than I can yeah. that's that's the important part and same with an art director if I'm bringing a photographer in I'm going to be like right I want a photographer who can elevate my vision and yeah. who can execute it to a higher standard than I can even imagine like that's what's important so it's you know if you're bringing in an art director you've got to find the right one for you and I think you've almost got to get rid of your ego a bit like mm. both art directors and photographers you have to put that aside because yes art is subjective but the role of an art director is to make sure everything is perfect for the brand and for the client yeah. um so if you're a photographer who likes to get a bit wild with you know creative and you know you've got a very specific style of doing things you have to be receptive to the fact that the grade you want to put on it or certain posing might not actually flow with the mm -hmm. overall vision and it is it's a hard thing to mediate um sorry hang on your <laughs> door just went and my dog's gone ballistic <laughs> Oh my god! I would love to have a dog right now. <laughs> well, you do, but every single time I record a podcast, without fail, he barks. So it's very annoying. Well, he's he's a guest speaker now. Like that's <laughs> he just wants to be involved. I think you should just have him on every podcast. I know he just he, yeah he he definitely wants to be involved in everything. So I'm really sorry. Carry on. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just distracted by your lovely dog now. So like, I can't remember. No. Um. So yeah, I think that is a, a really important part. But you have to remove your ego, both of you, and you have yeah. to work together symbiotically. And I, I, I've had instances where I've argued with photographers over grade, and I've been like, I know you love this style, I know you love these colours, but to work with the client's branding, the graphic treatment, the colours, like we need to just tweak it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you do end up being the bad guy sometimes because people are like, oh, <laughs> don't want to do that. I want it to have this creative stamp. But it is like you, you do have to be the villain in it sometimes where you're just like to make this the best it can be and to execute this vision the best it can be. We need to tweak X, Y and Z. Yeah. Um, so it, it's important you understand each other and it, it works both ways as well. Like if a photographer comes back to you and they're like, I know you want this lighting, but it, it's not going to work with this. Mm. Like, I think it's communication as well. Yeah, 100 percent. Like I'm, I'm the first to admit that as an art director, because like, I haven't trained in photography, I, I know about lighting. I know like the ins and outs of it, but I'm not a photographer. Yeah. Like I, I'm not in that role. So it's very important for me to listen to my photographer and if they're saying, look, you want this lighting, but we can't create it in the setting, we're going to have to think about something else. I've got to put aside my ego and be like, mm -hmm. right, yeah, we're on it. We need to think about how to solve this. I can't be like, well, no, I want this. So you've <laughs> got to do it now. Yeah, um, It doesn't work like that. You've got to listen to each other. Like, as you said, it's communication. Yeah, um, and teamwork and working together to solve problems. And that's what a great team is for. Yeah, it's, it's not about, you know, someone having the final say. Mm. It's it's about making sure you're both happy with it um and I think that's the hardest thing for a team to get right um and it does depend on the dynamic to be honest like smaller budget shoots um you'll find that you know obviously you're bringing in a team you're working together but on higher budget client projects you might be working with someone you've never worked with before and that's when it can get tricky like yeah. if if you're not if you've not chosen that relationship yeah that's when it's very very important to put ego aside and just think right we just need to find a way to work on this together mm -hmm. and get it right but it can be tricky it can yeah. be really tricky and I'm sure you know 
you find that with other creatives as well like oh yeah you'll have a clash with styling or hair yeah. and makeup and it makes things very difficult so it does you've just got to you know stay in your roles but also trust each other and communicate and yeah. take take those opinions where it's needed yeah totally like especially when it comes to any testing or anything it's you can't go in there and just have your set ways and not take on any no. other opinions or or take on anyone else's input because why else would they be there you know what's the point of them even being there if you're not going to listen to anyone or bring anyone on who you think is really good if you're not going to take on any of their ideas yeah and I think you know what sometimes art directors do have that problem where because they're in such a senior position on the shoot team it's like mm. it's my way on the highway which is not necessarily you know you can be wrong um and it's like in certain circumstances where I've had like a styling assistant who you know like normally it's not commonplace for them to say anything but on this <laughs> occasion I was very close with the styling assistant and I've mentored her from the beginning and she spotted something that I didn't spot mm-hmm. because she had her eyes on set and she was like oh Laura we need to blah blah and I was like I could have been like well I, it's my job I know best kind of thing but I was <laughs> like no you're right we need to get on that yeah um, so I think yeah that's important and I think people do get caught up in you know being an art director and being senior and having that Mm -hmm. say but I think if you're working towards that goal just remember that you know you can't do anything without your team like your team is very very important yeah so at what point should a photographer let's say someone who's never worked with an art director before at what point should they start thinking about bringing on an art director um probably for those bigger projects I mean Mm -hmm. it's always amazing to have a full team um don't get me wrong like again like the art director and photographer friend I mentioned she for every single client she gets she's like right come get Laura on (laughs) even though she does art directing because it's so much easier and it just allows you to have the time to really focus on your job so if you've got the budget for it 100% do it if you're a photographer feels like right to be able to get my work to the quality I want to without having to worry about everything else without having to flap without having Mm -hmm. to keep an eye on the full team if we can get this in budget, let's do it. Let's push for an art director. Um, and, you know, maybe you're a photographer as well who actually doesn't like working on concepts that much. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of photographers I know do um, yeah. because they love the creative side of it. Um, but sometimes they just want to go and shoot. They just want to, mm-hmm. you know, just have fun with it and just get those angles, get that shot, get the expression. Like they're very happy to work towards a brief. Mm-hmm. Um but I think sometimes I would describe it as if you want your work to get to that next level, it's good to have an art director because it means you can really, really focus on your job yeah. and you're not having to, you know, do bits of production and art direction, which I've, I think you find when you're working with smaller budget projects, you you will do everything. Like I've yeah. done it before. I've, I've, I've worked as production. I've ended up pulling all the shoots together and confirming <laughs> locations where actually when you're on big budget shoots, you have production. Yeah. you have a photographer you have an art direction like everyone like sticks to those roles because it's needed like <laughs> you, you need people to focus on those separate things so I think yeah if you've got the budget for it and if you you want to just be able to focus on your role without yeah. running around signing off hair and makeup then bring in an art director um as well you know how I've mentioned that an art director actually does work in post as well sometimes they're doing graphic treatment and working with the copywriters um it does actually give the art director a bigger insight into how the whole campaign is going to launch which when you're perfecting the overall vision is very very important because Mm. the photographer might not 
be working with a copywriter they might not be working on the social media launch because it's it's not commonplace for photographers to do that no. whereas an art director can be like right this copy and this caption is going to sit on the image like this yeah. it's going on a billboard we need to think about this graphic treatment and um, so for you to look at the final result on a billboard or in a magazine mm. or whatever and for it to come together and for you to be like wow that's my work like this graphic treatment is amazing like mm-hmm. um the copy just really elevates it. it brings it to life like everything we were trying to say with this piece has been said um that's when I think it's very important as well mm-hmm. um so yeah definitely I think if you're working on bigger projects or you know if there's more going into the execution of that ca- yeah. campaign than just you know just basically as soon as possible <laughs> as soon as possible I mean <laughs> I'm trying to like uh, you can't you can shoot without an art director but honestly (laughs) you can get someone on do it it's the same with styling if you can get a styling um lead and a styling assistant on do it because it's going to make the output of your work so much better and it it does just take it to that next level yeah no it totally does um I had one question because I asked on my Instagram stories if anyone had any questions for you and I did get one question from someone saying how do you get noticed by an art director um LinkedIn (laughs) also also Instagram I mean if people follow me and message me and I like their work um I'll keep them in mind but like I've done it as well like I've I've messaged people Mm -hmm. in the past who are more senior than me or you know they've got links in the industry and I've been like hey you know if you're ever looking for someone even if I'm not like qualified for it um if you need a spare pair of hands or Mm -hmm. as a one-off if you want someone to come along and assist um you know it's one of the best ways to do it is just to just to ask and I mean some people are really like um sometimes I do get really busy and it's like I might not get back to messages straight away but yeah I do always if I have someone like a graduate or someone who's like midweight in the industry and you know they're wanting to say they're working commercial and they're trying to get more into like a different side of it and I can help them with that and I can facilitate that I'll like I'll do my best Mm -hmm. um so I think if you're trying to get noticed by you know, studio manager, production or art director, um, drop them a DM, drop them a message on LinkedIn and just be mm-hmm. like, hey, like, I absolutely love your work. Um, if you're ever looking for freelancers, um, I'd really love to be considered. If you're interested in chatting further, I can send my portfolio over. Um, I mean, email as well. But honestly, I found that you can reach people a lot easier by Instagram or LinkedIn nowadays because mm-hmm. people just scrolling on their phones all the time. Like <laughs> if it pops up, they're going to see it. But emails I don't know about you but like sometimes I to really look at my emails unless I'm on a working day I'll go on my laptop I don't look at my emails that much on my phone like no. if they're important then I will but if I'm just getting random stuff through I'm like oh my god my inbox is full so no. <laughs> um, but if it's on Instagram and it's just popped up and I'm like having dinner or having a mm-hmm. cup of tea and it's a really nice message and someone's like hi really like your work and <laughs> I'm like new to the industry or I've worked on this but I'm really wanting to get into this I'm like oh and then I just reply to them so Amazing. I think yeah that's a really good way to you know get noticed but don't be disheartened if someone doesn't reply because people yeah. are busy um you know maybe send them a follow-up on a different platform but mm-hmm. don't don't get stressed out or don't feel bitter if people don't reply and I've had people not reply to me in the past and I'm just like yeah they're busy or I yeah. might not be a good fit for them and you know but at least you've asked and exactly yeah you don't if you don't get anything if you don't ask yeah exactly so it's like like I used to do it when I first started I do tons of outreach I'd message mm-hmm. photographers I'd message stylists I'd be like oh you know if you ever need anyone for this project let me know or if you mm-hmm. want to test and 
that's how you get chatting to people so even if they don't have an opportunity for you right then and there yeah like I do it's like if I've had stylists or styling assistants message me um and they're new and you know my go-to isn't available I'll be like right this person seems lovely let's give them a chance let's get them on a job exactly I mean you know yeah exactly I I um have a good story where I because I was living in Cornwall for such a long time and I met this producer and we stayed in touch for I think four years before she had a job that she could actually put me on but had I never stayed in touch I wouldn't have ever got that job with her so you just need to put yourself out there and then sort of keep that relationship going and then when they just suddenly need you they'll, they'll remember to get in touch with you yeah and that, that job might lead to other jobs as well it yeah, might have yeah. taken four years but you know that that's a contact for life exactly um, so if you can if you can establish a relationship with people it, it goes a long way so totally. yeah, and just ask just go for it just ask exactly um just like I asked you to do this <laughs> I know I could have said no and like exactly. I, I don't actually like speaking or doing video stuff that often um and things are a bit hectic at the minute but you seemed really lovely and I was like <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it it'll be helpful and it's so, yeah, amazing ask, basically <laughs> exactly um you wrote a really amazing piece for Cosmo that I read the other day um about being a brown woman in the fashion industry and I wanted to ask you about what photographers like myself can do to make sure they're a being inclusive but also keep the fashion industry moving in the right direction okay so yeah I have had a lot of experience in the industry Mm -hmm. um relating to you know black and brown people and Asian who it's not been that great so like as an art director I've been having like working on casting for campaigns and I've actually had people come back to me and said no we want a white model because our audience won't identify with a black model (laughs) or we already cast like a brown girl like two years ago and it it sounds shocking but it happens so often and even if people aren't even if people aren't outright saying that there's still a bias like um a lot of lovely lovely clients like I may have worked for will be like right I love this girl let's cast her and they Mm -hmm. always cast the same you know kind of like blonde white girl Mm -hmm. um which is you know they're gorgeous and that's that's great but it's like they tend to stick to this profile because like often they're they're white themselves so yeah you know it's you're just like yeah she's amazing she's the one I see everywhere I want her Mm -hmm. and obviously the the agency boards are still unrepresented as well like sometimes the agencies are like right well we've got one black model so that's enough yeah Um, so when you're actually trying to cast it is hard sometimes really difficult yeah I found it it's like right I want to you know I'm consulting for these brands I want to get more black and brown models into our casting into our e-com mm. and you know they're not available because they've been booked yeah. up for jobs or you might yeah. see like an Indian model you absolutely love but she's not quite right for the brand so you start looking for other Indian models mm. and they're just not available because no, it's I know. like we only, we only have two so it's hard um but I think that does start with you know agencies and clients but what we can do is push for it like yeah. I've had clients who you know they've they said they want three models they've tried to cast three white models and I push it and I'm like mm. no I think you should have look you've got an all white line up here it's all you've ever done let's get some different models in let's show diversity let's represent your actual customer yeah. base um and it's same it's not just with race it's with um you know curvy girls as well and yeah. like I'm finding that there's been a big backlash towards really skinny models now which isn't Mm. okay either I think if you want to cast diverse for a campaign you have those really slim models you have curvier girls and 
that's what it's about and I think like it's really important to understand that to be able to push for it yourselves yeah um so yeah I, I challenge people like obviously don't don't come out and be like you're racist you haven't cast a brown girl in your campaign because <laughs> that's never gonna go right um, but really think about it and think about you know if those clients are pushing back on it that much are they the kind of clients you want to work with 100%. do you do you want to be pushing out work that's all white all the time or do you want to be working with diverse brands and mm -hmm. clients who you know are really attuned with that so what you can do as a photographer or an art director or a casting agent is just put those ideas forward think about yeah. when you're when you're putting to forward your concepts and your art direction decks are there you know asian black and brown girls in there are there ethnic minorities in there mm -hmm. um because like I've done mood boards before when I'm pulling from Pinterest or whatever and yeah. it's ended up being really white so yeah. then naturally people end up casting a white girl for it because you think right she's the only person who can fit this vision yeah. we've got um you do find it with like more like romantic kind of editorials and campaigns as well like perfume adverts yeah like a lot of the time it's a white model yeah. because you know they're traditionally associated with like the feminine prettiness and then you'll get yep. you know that they cast a black model for those bold poppy editorials but that's oh, not you know that's you the case. hit the nail like, on the head like I am actually next week I am shooting something with a dark-skinned model with exactly that point in mind of like why yeah. is it that we always see the feminine stuff with nothing but the blonde white girls and it's really annoying it's, it is it's the same with bridal as well it's, yeah it's so yeah it's so good that you recognize that as well and it's just it's more people and when you start attitude. to look for the imagery like I've been looking for inspiration I'm like there's none there <laughs> there is there's no, yeah but yeah, there's not a lot there's no oh no I do it as well I'm just like I'm like right so I want to build this concept around this amazing black model um, mm. that I found on this agency board and I'm like I want her in tall I want her in florals I want yeah. her like this and that and then you start looking for the imagery to reference and you're like well there isn't any because yeah. people don't do it which is yeah. really annoying yeah um, and you, you do find like I found when I've had those open conversations with models as well they mm. find that as well they're just like yeah I only get cast for this job I only get mm. cast for streetwear I only get cast for yeah. you know this edgy bold campaign where they want to style my afro this way or do my braids this way and mm -hmm. you know I, I just think that's part of the problem I think yeah. we you know we are like I'm lucky to work with an amazing made-to-order luxury brand called Olivia Rose the label mm -hmm. um, and we cast like extremely gorgeous black model for one of her campaigns and her stuff is very it's very floral it's mm, costly I love it and I do think with normally with those kind of brands you do get a bit of resistance because yeah. they're like oh well we want this girl with beautiful like long hair and mm -hmm. you know she looks a certain way she's western and it's just like it, it's just people don't seem to have that understanding that black and brown girls can do beautiful feminine like so that for me was like a great a great shoot because I was just like right we're getting to show something different here mm -hmm. and that was really important for me and it's important that your clients are receptive to that which you know she was which was amazing she was like yeah she's stunning let's get her in and you know, didn't think anything else of it whereas sometimes you will face a bit of resistance unfortunately yeah. um but yeah it's important to to notice those things and to challenge them as yeah. well and just think you know like you're doing just be like right now I'm gonna do this like yeah. they should be shown in this way like why aren't these girls been showing yeah. as you know gorgeous and feminine because they are so, absolutely yeah, everyone should yeah. be able um, to see themselves in a feminine beautiful way if they want to be seen that way 
yeah and you know likewise like some white girls might you know their style is more edgy they're Mm. more bold like they you know it's showing people in those different ways and women are very very versatile they they have like the soft romantic moods and they have you know the bold edgy aggressive kind of mood as well and it's you know you can be both so totally yeah let's let's get casting across all those moods for everybody yeah yeah we'll get a lot more rich like amazing artwork out of Mm. that oh that's thank you that's been really really helpful and I think that it's going to be a really good thing for people to hear and take on board and you know maybe people that haven't even realized they've been doing it so it's it's good to hear it and realize and take action and to do things they can do to help the industry yeah I think yeah it's I'm really grateful for Cosmo for Mm. actually commissioning me for that piece as well um and I I was speaking to the fashion director of Cosmo directly about that and Mm. she felt that it was really important and commissioned me for it um, because she acknowledges that yeah it's you know the industry can be quite whitewashed so yeah yeah, I I think speak about it more open the dialogue Mm -hmm. um I will leave a link to that piece in the show notes of this episode so that everyone can go and read it because it's very good and very interesting. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> where can no, everyone? That means a lot to me. Yeah, that's fine. Where can everyone keep in touch with you and come and like check out your work? Um, mainly Instagram, to be honest. Um, but when I get busy, I'm a bit rubbish at updating <laughs> it. Um, I've got a lot of stuff that I haven't put on there. Um, because I'm just like tied up with a lot of projects but Mm -hmm. I need to get back to it but yeah my Instagram um is the best place um I think it's I actually didn't know what it was then I think it's Laura Karin with two underscores I will leave Um, a link to it don't worry (laughs) amazing because I'm just like I don't even know what my own handle is Um, but LinkedIn as well um as you know I'm like I'm on LinkedIn at like two in the morning like I just I don't really sleep so I'm just like oh I'm gonna find some new creators to network with oh what jobs are coming up so yeah LinkedIn and Instagram is just where I hang out I don't really go anywhere else so you will find me there amazing thank you so much thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of it starts with a click if you enjoy listening to it, come and let me know over on Instagram. My handle is at Olivia Bossart Education. I would love to hear from you. If you think you have a friend who would like to listen to this podcast as well, I would really appreciate you sharing it with them. Referrals are the best way the podcast gets more listeners, so I would be eternally grateful to you if you could do that. If you want to continue to learn with me, my website is oliviabossarteducation.com where I've got loads of freebies, blog posts you can download a free pitching template and I've even got a free online workshop as well if you have any ideas of topics you'd like me to cover or anyone you think I should interview feel free to send me an email or just a dm on instagram my email address is info at and my instagram handle like I said earlier is at Olivia Bossert education I will see you in the next episode bye